Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. All right, Kenny Curtis, day before a Colts game that nobody is talking about, but we will. Kyrie Thompson will in about 15 minutes. We'll get a, we'll get a segment in. He's our Patriots beat guy. He's been down there all week, and they've got injury issues. Quarterback situation has stabilized to the point where nobody's talked about the team much this week. Yeah, Jim, not interesting anymore. Jim Irsay sent a uh, very inspiring video uh, earlier this morning, though, getting ready for the game. So we'll bring back some of those Colts-Pats memories of, all right. of yesteryear here in a second. But most people want to weigh in on Mitchell Miller, the Bruins signing a player who admitted to bullying and racial abuse of a developmentally disabled peer in 2016, but a more than just an act, uh, a, a pattern of behavior over many years. And then, of course, the non-apology, the Instagram <laughs> direct message, uh, the mother of the, the kid who was abused, Isaiah Meyer Carruthers, his mother, Joni, telling WBZ this was the extent of the apology from the signed player 10 days ago. Uh, I don't know if you can pop this up. No, and then about a week and a half ago, Mitchell reached out to our son on Instagram to tell him that he was sorry and that it most definitely wasn't hockey-related why he had, was telling him that he was sorry. Like, that's incredible. Most does, definitely not hockey-related. How does that happen? Of, of anything, okay, you decide you're going to sign the guy, at least, you know, have some kind of an apology that's, you know, that you look over and, and have – public relations team, you know, I mean, just at the fullest, if you're trying to try to fool us, do it well. God. Yeah. Not but hockey related. Yeah. Re- I, reach out I, on Instagram and apologize. <laughs> again. He might as well have just been like, people made me do this. Uh, but I want you to know that I'm sorry, even though people made me do this. And that, that's what that's what it sounds like to me. 617 Texter, this is a slap in the face to the victim and to Patrice Bergeron, who has been a part of anti-racist campaigns. Willie O'Ree as well. Talk about self-destructing. Sweeney and Neely both think they are the smartest guys in the room. They certainly don't appear to be today. 
A lot of people sharing that sentiment, but there are some on the other side who are of the, hey, he was 14, he deserves a second chance. Yeah, I mean, it's like listening to Patrice Bergeron talk about it and him just saying, again, just basically coming out and saying, yeah, this is uh, kind of against who we are, but uh, yeah, sure, bosses, uh, we'll give him a chance, I guess. Here's Bergeron on Sportsnet. This is a clip, I'm assuming, a larger interview that will air later today. I was on the fence, I think, like I... I think as a person, but also as a team, I think we uh, we stand for you know integrity and um, and inclusion and, and 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 diversity, obviously. So uh, that was the first thing that I guess uh, came out of my mouth was um, you know it goes against a little bit of what we are as a as a culture and as a team, and for me as a person, uh, I've been told lately that uh, he, he's working hard to to, to make uh, some changes. Um, to hopefully make those uh, uh, those bad decisions in the past uh, help others to um, to not do that and and for me I think it's uh, the work is on him. So do you think is that step like do they have a plan? Is there the is there work coming? Some kind of community service with the Bruins that they plan to initiate next week and make that step one of the rehabilitation. I mean I feel like you would hope so. Especially since, you know, the the whole the work is on him comment right there by Bergeron. Because if there's no work, if there's no ostensible work being done, then people are going to say, okay, well, then you're just going to sit there and wait for him to be good at hockey. And then we'll just all forget about it, which, again, a lot of people are. A lot of people are are preparing to do exactly that. just, Just go ahead and let him play. Who cares about all this other stuff? Isolated incident. Move on. Even though it wasn't. And you know it wasn't too if you read about it, but but again, it's I I think that they're going to do you would hope the bare minimum to at least make it look like oh yeah he's working with so and so here and he's doing community service and because otherwise the idea of oh yeah well you can grow from your mistakes you know from that you made when you were fourteen you can't lean on that excuse if there's literally nothing being done. Yeah, we had a caller in hour one who said he's canceling season tickets and not watching games until they release the guy, so they better start quick, you know, if they want to stem the tide of some of the uh, lost goodwill here. 617-779-7937. Kenny Curtis, Curtis off today. Kyrie Thompson in, and Andy Hart joins us at 11. Your call's here. Bill in Framingham. Hi, Bill. Hey, guys. You know, um, the brass has already experienced um, calls to their office and emails that are overwhelming. Are they prepared for the every time this kid touches the puck every t- in Providence or Boston, rains of booze come down on this kid? And, and I'm not – I could care less about the kid. I'm just saying the atmosphere. Here's a guy on a, a, your successful team, and now the whole garden will be booing him every time, you know, he hits the, – the puck hits his stick. Yeah. Maybe that's Bill. Could what be. they do? They plan on like a trial run in Providence because they get good crowds down there. You know, yeah. how does the crowd react there? You know, can can he blend in? Right. Uh, you might be right. Yeah, and then and then there's the possibility. Thanks, Thank, thanks so much, Bill. Where if the experiment consistently goes badly and it looks like he's rattled, he's not playing well. Yep. Then because I because I think that's that's probably still the performance part of this. Yeah, you might get booed, but then if he's playing well. And people just are able to forget about it or a little bit or the booze lesson or something like that. And then they start to fade into nothing. But if he's if he's bad, 
in addition to the booze and the re- and the reaction being bad. <laughs> if he then, plays well, it'll go away. I mean, you know? I mean, come on. I, I feel like why else would you do this? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we've seen it elsewhere. Uh, Deshaun Watson, you brought his name up earlier. That yeah. will be an interesting case study. How does he? Yeah. How is he treated in Cleveland at home for road games? When is he going to play? By the way, is he out? He's done for the year. Well, well, no. So apparently, his target return date is week twelve, which is coincidentally when the Browns are supposed to play the Texans. Not coincidentally at all. They clearly targeted that <laughs> um, so that they could get hella ratings off of it, which is just wow, wow. NFL not subtle at all. The the difference there though, there you go, is call up Mitchell for the uh, Winter Classic. Get yeah. the January second, right? Well, well, the the the. Yeah, that that would actually be great. It's like, yeah, let's go ahead and and throw uh throw Mitchell in for that game or whatever. Let him incubate and then let Deshaun Watson take all the heat off him. You know what I mean? But the the difference there being that I mean Deshaun Watson has the most guaranteed money being paid to him of any quarterback in NFL history, and the Browns have basically already said they they they've already done their dog and pony show in front of the media and essentially said, yeah, look, he did terrible things, but uh, we want to win a Super Bowl. They literally just kind of went out and said that and deflected. They they they're Teflon when it comes to this. Like they've already kind of put up that front. I don't know that the Bruins are. I feel like the more that we've been we've been having this discussion, the more I'm thinking, yeah, maybe it is possible that they that they ditch him sooner rather than later. But again, I'm looking at it like if if that was your plan then why do this in the first place? And and not to I'm not trying to be flippant about this, but football is so big, mm-hmm. it is easier for these things to get lost in the machine of the NFL and the money. Yeah. When you're talking about the NHL and the margins of profit are much thinner. Yeah. I imagine this is going to be a much tip, much more difficult sell. Uh, no pun intended to the fans. Let's go to a Rowan in Portland. Hi, Rowan. Yeah. Hey. Um. Great show, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um. I want to talk about the reframing. Um, that Sweeney is doing because um, when I think about the refra- reframing of what happened and listening to him talk about how this was a mistake, um, um, the Mitchell Miller thing was a mistake, that it was an incident right from the jump. As soon as those words come out of his mouth, I'm starting to think this is disingenuous. Yeah, That's what I'm thinking. And so if he's going to be disingenuous about what happened, the, the actual incident, against a, a, a black child with disability, you know, with disabilities, then he's expecting me as he continues to talk about, you know, how, you know, this kid is going to do the work and he's going to grow. He's expecting me to then say, Oh, you're not being disingenuous now. Right. It started with spin. Yes. It, yes. If they, yep. it, you yeah. know, it just thought, yeah, exactly. I mean, he was squirming and he's trying to sell from, from jump, you know, 14 years yeah. old. And my father was a, uh, you know, a principal, a principal and yeah, that whole thing. I mean, like, you know, it's just like a salesman at the door. You want to just slam the door right in his face, right, right there. But um, thank you for taking my call, guys. No, Great no. topic. Appreciate nice it. Run. And and I mean, yes, just so desperately uncomfortable. Which, which again, just just yeah. And and he said he said it himself. It would have been, it would have been the easier thing for me not to do this. Oh yeah, yeah, it would have been. Let's go to uh, Justin, Washington D.C. Listening in. Hi, Justin. Great show, gents. Uh, so I do PR for big companies as a profession, and this is just a dumb PR move. You have the NHL, which isn't really watched that much, and in Boston, you have four teams vying for media share. The Red Sox suck right now. Celtics are in a little bit of turmoil because the coach. Patriots are down. Bruins are off to a historic 10-1 start. Right. So this would be the time to win <laughs> over fans from other teams to get viewers 
And instead of focusing on how great the Bruins are doing, this is the fun team, guys, Pasternak and the old guys. What are we talking about? We're not talking about the great Rangers game with two fights in one go and a 5-2 victory. We're talking about the Bruins signing a sociopath who may never be good enough to play in the NHL. So I wanted to get your take on just the blunder to, to win over some fans and get butts in the seats uh, by doing something that is completely needless. But flip it to the other way, Justin. I wonder if Don Sweeney, who is desperate to get young talent in, thought this is the perfect time for the signing because we're 10-1 and and therefore we have some goodwill built up and so now we'll do it on a Friday. There there could not have been a better time. Right, right. I I totally agree, and that's what I thought was. I think that is the reasoning, but uh, Ken, I got to kick it back to you. You're the hockey guy. Wasn't he just on the hot seat for firing a coach that he was inextricably linked to uh, and just underperforming, really, for the Bruins have underperformed for 10 years. So the guy gets off the hot seat right. and he thinks, oh, let me burn all this goodwill. Do you think like that maybe he made just a massive error here and he's squandering all the goodwill that you just mentioned he built up? Well, yes. And I think, and thanks for the call, Justin. I think part of the other dynamic is his relationship with Bergeron and the players yep. who were obviously upset with Cassidy and some of the things he was doing last year and calling out younger players, Jake DeBrusque, et cetera. I believe they pressured him to make a coaching change. So he did, but there's some delicate nature between the stars of the team and Sweeney already, and now you throw this in where Bergeron's sitting down with Sportsnet this morning before the Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, I, thought, I found questions. that really interesting. Very interesting. That, that he that he was on just like a completely other state. It's like when, when players go on other podcasts, right, and, and they, and they kind of share a little bit more of their unfiltered thoughts, and my first thought upon seeing that was like, that's not a good look for the Bruins, is that he's basically telling you, he's telling everybody that when this when this first was presented to him, he was like, "Yeah, that ain't us." We were we were curious. It was like we asked the same questions: Why are you doing this? But eventually, obviously, Sweeney sold them on it, right, to the point where they're going along with it. So, but I think that could change. One more call here, real quick. Let's go to Josh in Springfield. Hi, Josh. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, yeah, I'm not really happy about the signing either. But, I mean, when I take a step back and I look at this, and listen, by saying this, I'm not condoning what the, what the young man did. It was terrible. It was awful. I read the details. But as far as the Bruins' culture, it's stronger than one individual. And if this young man can be rehabilitated in any way, the Bruins' organization is the place that can help him. And, and I, I hope that, you know, Bergeron saying the, the kids got to do the work, I really hope that, you know, some of the team – really shows them, hey, this is how you be a man. This is how you, you act the right way and, and really, you know, perhaps change this man's life, this young man's life in a positive direction. And, and uh, you know, I'm not crazy about the signing, but I can see, you know, maybe a path for this young man to, to get better. All right, Josh, thanks. A path for redemption, is it out there? I guess that's what they're hoping for. I mean, sure. Hoping for. Yeah. Um, I guess there's this part where, like, I hear that, yeah, maybe the Bruins organization and, and his teammates and stuff can show him how to be a man. And I'm like, wasn't that what his parents were supposed to do? All right, time for trending, and then we'll get some football talk in. And Andy Hart is in at 11. He was hot about this yesterday, as everybody was, uh, sitting in with uh, Merloni, Fourier, and Mega. So I know he's got some additional thoughts after a night to sleep on it, but... It's pretty one-sided. What are the Bruins doing? We'll continue to take your calls. But Kyrie has been at Pat's uh, practice all week, a game that has been under-reported on, shockingly, oh. and under-discussed. So what's at stake for the Pats this weekend? We will do a little football talk next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. All right, Patriots, Colts, 1 o'clock, Gillette, tomorrow. WEI Football Sunday gets you ready starting at 10 a.m. And then Six Rings post game with Fitzy and Hart afterward. Andy Hart will join us here at 11. And he's on for four big hours today. I'm Ken Laird. Curtis off, vacationing again. Kyrie Thompson, Patriots beat reporter, has filled in admirably so far. And I want to get some actual football talk in. And to set the table, yes. how about Jim Irsay with an inspiring Twitter video about Colts and Pats laying the uh, foundation for what should be a drama-filled game tomorrow? Oh, here we go, Nick. Come on. All right. Here we are in Boston town. Old Boston town, memory of so many great Colt Patriot games through the years. Uh, unfortunately, most of them have been tough games for Colt fans. 
I remember going way back to 03. Um, although we got held in that game, um, and they changed the rules because of it. Reggie and Marvin know. Uh, and then, um, you know, Andrew's championship game, that tough loss with Chuck Pagano. And, you know, haven't won here since 2006, but we love coming to this city. We love, we appreciate the crafts. They've been great owners and great friends. Uh, we love Bill Belichick and Axe Colt, by the way, in 1975, our, one of our coaches. Um, so we love being here. We love all the memories. We miss Peyton and Tom Brady, that's for sure. But it's going to be an exciting game tomorrow. So go Colts. There we go. Ready to go now? I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of what his voice reminds me of. Bro's only 63. It sounds like he's going through it a little bit. Well, maybe, uh, may, maybe broke the the twelve the twelve o'clock rule. Yeah, he had a good time last night. Of yeah. course, you know, with the Celtics game, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but um, yeah. So uh, that was great. Yeah, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, epic clashes, and now we get Sam Ellinger and uh, Mac Jones. Well, what has been the big storyline over at the facility this week? Well, I think that a lot of it has been about reaffirming Mac Jones and. Uh, you know, I, I would say that having rewatched uh, both the broadcast and the All-22, that I think he didn't play nearly as badly as I thought that he did in real time. I've heard some differing opinions about that on this radio station. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, by and large, I, I think that he was better than I thought because I know I was tweeting in real time like, Mac, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but I, I think that a lot of it has been trying to get people to understand, like, hey, look, there are some things that Mac Jones – uh, you know, does that are, you know, not going to show up in the box score. He led our team. He made good decisions by and large and helped us win a game. And ultimately, yeah, was it pretty? No, it was not pretty, you know, and, and it wasn't a super inspiring performance for Mac Jones, but it was a win. And I think ultimately that was the thing. That's a tough Jets team to play against. They they force you to take what you're what you're given. And by and large, Mac Jones did that and got them a tough win in a division and kept them on track to stay in this wild card. And you hear guys like Jacoby Myers, look, he's going to fight until the end. Like there's there's all this talk about Mac Jones personally, and uh, you know, oh yeah, does the team rally around Bailey Zappi? They want to play for Zappi more than Mac Jones. I don't know. It sounds like they like playing, you know, for Mac Jones because Mac Jones, like they said, like look, he, he's he's a warrior. He's going to go out there. He's going to give it everything he has till he doesn't have anything left. And I feel like his offensive teammates, his coaches, were really on that. You know, trying to say like, hey, this is our guy. This is who we believe in. I was really happy to see they showed faith in him on the field, too, in that fourth down attempt to go for it. Yeah. After the half, you're down 10-6. He throws an ugly fade pass on third down to the five-yard line, I think. Yeah, I mean, part of that was because, I mean, Sauce had it strapped up. Like, yeah. that that was that pass was not going to be completed. That was great coverage. And they go back to the well on it. They went back to it, and that is I think that's got to be huge. Forget about everything else. Forget about the pass off the helmet that, uh, you know, should have been intercepted yeah. and everything. But just that, Bill, I think you're right. I think that's huge. Reaffirming Mac Jones that was part of that in the game. I'm sure this week you're right. They've been trying to do that again. Players are rallying behind him to a certain extent, trying to defend. And they need that because I, I talk about botching things. I cannot believe Belichick opened the door for this weeks ago by not saying Max, our guy, really still hasn't in, you know, right. verbally. But at least back on the football field now he has because I think he's I, – I, I blame Bill for all the drama – 
And maybe he wants that. I don't know. What's, what's been your read on well, this? Well, it's interesting because I talked to Phil Perry on the First and Fox Row podcast. Make sure you download, subscribe, listen on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. But he talked about the fact that maybe the Patriots see Mac Jones mentally in terms of what makes him tick as similar to Tom Brady, where it's like, yeah, Tom Brady's you know, still great, but hey, you fall off, you have like a slightly down year, we'll go ahead and draft Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round. And it's like, hey, Mac. That you is know. twisted. If that's what, the, for well, a yeah. second-year guy, they're, they're already well, playing and, games. And see, and see that if that's true, that's the thing. And, and so I, I think maybe they're just like, yeah, we got to make, you sh- you know, make sure that you know you're not safe that you better keep on pushing and pushing and pushing to get better. But see, that's the difference, right? You're talking about, in the previous example, Tom Brady, who made himself backup proof by being the greatest quarterback of all time, versus a second-year quarterback who still is trying to figure out how to what he can and can't get away with in the NFL. And honestly, an offensive coaching staff that I think some numbers have come out this week that showed they don't they still don't know how to call plays for this man. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're still trying to, to give him, you know, five, five blockers, right? Minimal protection, more reads and go further down the field and, and ask him to make more difficult plays than what they did with Bailey Zappi. And I mean, look, with David Andrews out with Quinn and Williams lining up over your backup and, center and rookie left guard. Yeah. I will say that last week there was a little bit of a shift, I think in terms of incorporating more RPOs and giving them a little bit more of that Alabama comfort, Right. One one read and get the ball out of your hands. Boom. And there were a couple of drives where I was noticing it like, oh, yeah, Max feeling it now. He's starting to make quicker decisions. He's just seeing what's there. Just boom. One like like hit your back foot and it's out. And you could start to see the old Mac Jones reemerging a little bit. And then they mixed in a couple of under center play actions, which I think that that's one thing that I've wondered why they haven't done more of because they did it so much with Bailey Zappi. I do have to acknowledge there's a, there's a bit of you got to understand he hasn't always been as good at under center play action as you would hope. Some of that's been protection from the running backs because I don't think they have amazing pass protection, protecting running backs, though Ramondre Stevenson is getting better and better at it. Um, but also just, yeah, there have been more kind of turnover worthy plays. It hasn't always turned out the way that you want it to. And so maybe you're looking at it like, okay, having Mac operate out of the gun and move quicker, quicker decisions. Don't let the Jets front or all these other fronts get to you, get the ball out of your hands. You started to see glimpses that, you know what? That might be the Mac Jones we need. Let's kind of move away from this downfield shots. Obviously, you want to be explosive, but you got to do it selectively. If what's working for Mac is getting the ball out of his hands and playing it short, and then he's shown a couple times this year that he can effectively throw downfield, maybe you have to be more selective and and ride what's working. Do you? It it has certainly appeared from the outside looking in, there's enough smoke that there was some issue between Mac and Patricia slash Judge at least in terms of him initially questioning why this is happening, and then, as you're pointing out here, the dynamics. Like, they're, they're, they're more comfortable calling plays for Bailey. Bailey came in, it seemed to click for them for whatever reason. Have you sensed that? Or the, like, how are they getting along, Mac well, and Patricia? Well, when you, when you see them, I mean, it's like, Patricia's like walking up behind Mac and you know, giving him a hug on the shoulders, and they're laughing and being all kind of giddy and stuff. I, I don't, from the outside, it doesn't look like there's a bad relationship and I don't even know I feel like maybe to an extent the idea that Max asking why 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 has been overblown because number one 
That's why you drafted this guy, because he's a YYY person who wants to know all the details inside and out so that he can do his job better. That's Mac Jones. That's what he does. That's what it made him good at Alabama. It's what made him good as a rookie. But now, does Bill want that? I mean, maybe, maybe Bill, I think Kraft. Well, I mean, they picked him. I think Kraft pushed him to pick him, personally. I don't think I think Bill went along with it. He obviously had to sign off on it. I'm not convinced he's in love with Mac and some of the I mean maybe not. Some of the yeah. things some of his behavior this year is making me question that again. But you're I mean, right, that's part of Mac's strengths, right? Yeah, I mean if you want him to succeed, this is what he needs to do. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because Ty Law, right, came on on Ty Law Tuesday and was like, Hey, look, I mean, yeah, we question, you know, the the coaching staff sometimes too. Though it's like you gotta do it within reason. And I feel like again, Mac Jones asking things like, Okay, like why is like why are we doing this? How is this going to, you know, kind of make things better for the offense? In the end, I don't see it as a Mac Jones being a smart aleck or trying to act like he's better and smarter than you. He just wants to be able to do his job to the best of his ability. And if there's any doubt about whether or not the the Patriots have a problem with that, a guy who asks a lot of questions, that's a that's a coaching problem. That's not a Mac Jones problem. And I think that maybe some of the issues that have happened have been from okay, they wanted to do this downfield sort of offense and and get Mac Jones to play a certain way and maybe trying to fit him in as, as a square peg into a round hole a little bit. And so they've had to learn and they've had to adjust, which I have to give the offensive coaching staff some credit here. They have shown the ability to adjust from, from week to week and do things that are, you know, for example, more beneficial for Bailey Zappi. Get Tyquan Thornton more involved in some weeks than others. But but again, I feel like with Mac Jones in particular, they have to do even more adjustment because the original plan doesn't look like it's working. Yeah, I think that's what's frustrating for fans. Bailey was in there and was clicking with Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, you know, to a lesser extent, Bourne, I guess. But when Mac's in there, it's not clicked with those guys regularly. Bourne is an afterthought. Aguilar's a mess half the time. Parker's now hurt. It's just, other than Jacoby Myers and, and Stevenson, that's yeah. it. It's like Mac, Stevenson, and Jacoby. Everything else is not on the same page for whatever reason. Yeah, and, and again, I think some of it is just they don't, like, again, people could say, and Bailey's happy said, yeah, you know, we practice the same plays and, you know, it's the same system. Yeah, it's the same system, but you're not running the same plays. It's just demonstrably not true. Like, I don't know how many more people that, that I respect or that we respect need to tell you that they're not running the same plays for these guys. Now, now again, when you watch it, maybe it is because they don't run the same plays quite as well. And Maybe the deal with Bailey Zappi was because in the end, he's just going out there and doing whatever he's told to do. It's like if Matt Patricia says, hey, look, this guy's going to be open. Bailey Zappi, okay, fine. I'll throw that. Sure sure thing, coach. Right. Whereas Mac Jones is trying to think a step ahead. And like, for, for example, the, the play that he threw the, the pick six that got called back right. on. Right. Do we like, know that's Jacoby's fault? I, I mean, I kind of agree with Dan Orlovsky that, it's, that it was on both. Because, look, I don't think you can really say it was on one person or another, and it's moving so quickly it's hard to do. Well, if he but, ran the wrong route, it's on the receiver, right? Yeah, but here, here's the thing. I think that there's room for both of them to have been right and also room for them to have been wrong. Look, miscommunications happen. They happen to Tom Brady. But, like, before, before the, the ball is thrown, Mac Jones sees that the cornerback is shading Jacoby to his inside shoulder. And so naturally he's thinking, I need to throw the ball outside because he's inside of Jacoby. And then Jacoby gets past the guy and feels him 
throwing, like, feels the cornerback moving a bit more towards the outside. And then Jacoby's like, oh, well, I should break in. But at that point, Mac Jones is thinking, well, I've already seen this corner doing this. I need to throw the ball outside. And then he throws it. And and look, if he threw it to that particular point, regardless if that's where the throw was meant to go, then the cornerback still has a play on the ball. It's just a matter of can Jacoby get there first, knock it down, or make the catch. You could be right. Whereas, hey, if maybe that route is meant to go more towards the sideline, then maybe the cornerback still doesn't have a play here. So we don't know all the ins and outs of the play. I I just feel like when when I'm looking at it from the perspective of, of what is Mac Jones seeing here? His first instinct to me, I think, is correct. Then again, I mean, defense adjusted. Maybe Jacoby adjusted as well. And and Mac Jones's adjustment comes too late, perhaps. So look, this this kind of thing happens. But now this weekend, no Marcus Cannon to bail you out to get beat cleanly off the right side to negate said pick six. So you're in trouble now. Isaiah Wynn's back. Isaiah Wynn is back. And and see, the, the, the funny thing is, though, that as much as people are, are angry at Isaiah Wynn and he and he's not been good, like for example, you can go on Pro Football Focus and look at the pass blocking grades. Uh, when you pull up the, the first 100 tackles that show up, Isaiah Wynn's 94th. Well, Marcus Cannon's 99th. Oh. This man has played like 150 fewer snaps. It's amazing that there are 99 tackles. Well, there's more. There's that, more that have even. played. Yeah, there's, there's even more that that have that have played. But yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? And but when you look at that. Um, Isaiah Wynn has played 150 more snaps than Marcus Cannon. Marcus Cannon's almost allowed the same number of pressures. Is this total lineman or just tackles? Just tackles. Just tackles. He's 99th. Yes. So Marcus Cannon's been bad. He is He is not your savior, uh, as Kendrick Lamar would say. <laughs> um, but look, Isaiah Wynn's not going to be your savior either. I just knew he, that this was probably a situation where, hey, get your mind right, get your mind right Isaiah, and then... We'll throw you back in there because we're going to have to because Marcus Cannon's 32 years old and he can't hold up. Well, Pats are favored by five and a half right now. At least that's the last line that I saw. One o'clock tomorrow. I want to get coming up before you get out of here. What's at stake this weekend? If they win, if they lose, is the quarterback drama over? If they sail into the buy on a good performance, are people buying back in? Kyrie Thompson and Curtis today. It's Kenny Curtis. Andy Hart joins us at 11. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. on your Saturday here on EEI. Kyrie Thompson filling in for Curtis these first two hours. He is off this week. Trap game coming up. Pats and the Colts. We're just looking up Sam Ellinger's college stats. Is this right that he ran for 16 touchdowns as a sophomore? 554 carries in his college career? Unless these are Texas stats. That's unbelievable. So this guy can run. That was the I'm back or we're back here, I believe. Okay, well, there you go. So maybe don't underestimate. We got a running quarterback here. That is yeah, Bill Belichick's kryptonite. Wait, which, is, which is funny because he, had, he still had 25 touchdown passes that year. So he, 51 touchdowns in total. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So he obviously could play a little bit. Now, 
They benched Matt Ryan for a reason. I don't know if that was poor. I've, I, I've not watched a Colts, like a minute of Colts football this year. I don't know if you have. Yeah, it, it, so, it sounds like it was a combination of hurt and bad. I mean, and, and some of it, too, being that the Colts offensive line has been dreadful, and Matt Ryan can't run away from that. So he's just getting sacked all the time. Uh, the only way for him to protect himself is to just you know throw the ball after a second and a half. So I think part of the move there, I, I talked to Nate Atkins of Indy Star about this on the First and Fox Pro podcast. Love it. Go back and listen to that. Um, but, I mean, he was essentially saying – some of the reasoning behind that is Sam Ellinger can run around a little bit and he can, he can kind of escape the pocket. He can scramble. He can just move around and extend plays in a way that Matt Ryan cannot do at this point in his career. Only six carries officially last week in the loss to the commanders, two sacks, but he was 17 of 23, no picks, but no touchdowns either. So just middling performance. It looks like by the stats, but in general now, somebody threw out on the text line trap game. Do you, do you feel like this is a dangerous game more so than the five and a half point spread? Uh, would indicate well i feel like it's going to be a closer game than patriots fans would like it to be potentially but i i don't know i I don't know that this is a trap game i feel like the bears were a trap game on national tv the whole vibe was weird everybody was you know showing out um you know silver pants blah 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 and then they got run on by and and he's got run out the building what was zappy fever you get coming off two big wins you know with zappy and yeah, and then well, and then Zappy comes in, and again they hit him up with a little parlor trick. They get yeah. their fourteen points out of it, and then Zappy turns back into a pumpkin. And so then it, it's like, yeah, see that's the thing that people you know kind of forget with this whole quarterback thing is, oh yeah, well you know if Mac Jones doesn't do well, then uh, Zappy might take that opportunity and not give it back. He already gave it back though, because if Zappy had played well, he might still be playing. Um, but but anyway. Going back to the trap game thing, I feel like they are not going to be surprised by any of the running that they try to do with Sam Ellinger because they've been trying it. The, the Colts have been trying out some of those Ravens Bears plays that they that the Bears stole for Justin Fields during that game where they rampaged on the Colts on Monday night yeah. or rampaged on the Patriots on Monday night football. Ellinger's not Justin Fields. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not any of these guys. He's athletic enough to get you know, first downs when asked to, or you know, pick up yards when he's asked to. I don't think they're going to want to make that a huge part of his game. He only had two, only two of those runs that he had last week were designed. So that's something else to keep in mind. So do they do more of that against the Patriots who are one in three against Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen and Justin Fields, who are coincidentally uh, three of the five highest rushing quarterbacks over the last two years. Like, yeah, they might do some of it, but I don't think they're going to do enough of it to matter. Well, obviously, pivotal game if you are fancying the Patriots as a playoff team. If you can beat Indy by week, Jets at home, six wins, two tough games in a row, back-to-back. You're you know at Minnesota on Thanksgiving and then uh, with Buffalo at home on the following Thursday. So, fine, you could drop back to 6-6, six and six, but the schedule after that is pretty all of a sudden opening up for you a bit. Arizona, Vegas... Cincinnati winnable games maybe more so than you thought at the beginning of oh, the year. Oh, definitely. So yeah. yeah, you know, you're looking at just just penciling in W's and L's, maybe a 9-win team right there that could be knocking on the door of the postseason. And and to me, I thought 9 and 8 was probably where they were going to end up, though I I suggested that 9 and 8 wouldn't be enough to make the playoffs. It might be enough to yep. make the playoffs actually, yep. given what we've been seeing. And so I feel like you're looking at a bunch of these games that looked really daunting when the schedule first came out. And you're saying, yeah, you can absolutely beat the Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals. You can beat all those teams. And I feel like 
given where they are right now, and, and if if they were to end up winning against the Colts, which I think they will do, and win against the Jets, which I also think they're going to do, there is a path here to get to nine, possibly ten wins yep. upside wise. If you, if you yeah. really want to push it, the thing is, I, I I still I still think that for now I've got them at nine here. Uh, but I feel like if you're going to make that happen, you have to win this game. You have to because then if you don't, then I don't think this team. Well, if you don't, I think it's, it's, back it's to Zappy versus Mac, right? You've you've opened the door back up to QB controversy. You yep. got two weeks. You're four and five. You never know. There could be a change. You know, you could, and then you're, and then you're looking at eight and nine or worse. The only reason I don't think there's going to be a change, or there should not be a change, the the Patriots have essentially said this is we're we're not dealing with this year anymore. At least yeah. like like okay, anything that we get is a bonus. We make the wild card great, but this has become about the future, and the future should be about Mac Jones, not Bailey Zappi. It's kind of harsh to say this. But Bailey Zappi doesn't actually matter in this equation. I know he makes people feel good, but he doesn't matter. I mean, do you think the Colts, look, do you think the Colts care about whether or not Sam Ellinger is the guy or not now that he's playing out the season? No, they're looking forward to whichever quarterback they're going to have, you know, that they're going to be able to pick in the draft. Eh, I mean, there's always the chance Ellinger turns into a surprise oh, story. Oh, yeah, there's all, yeah, exactly. So there's always a flyer. There's always the chance that he could, but you know what's probably going to happen? What happens in like 95, 96% of these you cases. You don't think he'll be Tom Brady, you're saying? No. Okay. And, and that he's going to be a decent backup. He might stick with the Colts for a little while. They might trade him for, you know, whatever, if, if he plays really well, but... They are looking for, where do I get the next star at quarterback? You don't think Zappi's going to grow six inches in the next year? No. And you know the funny thing is that when you look at the prof- like the physical profiles, Bailey, and Zappi, Bailey Zappi and Sam Ellinger are literally the same person. Well, maybe we'll see them together in the uh, second half. Who knows? Before you get out of here, Curtis goes mano a mano with Danny from Quincy most weeks. You're going to have to step in here now. This is usually like a five-round slugfest. Danny, it's a calm day. You and I don't usually argue. I don't have Curtis to present, but you're always welcome, my friend. I appreciate that, Ken. You know, I, I, I went off the rails last week, but, you know, that's that's me because when I get passionate and, and I hear a bunch of balderdash, yep. there's one from the past, I, I just can't I can't let it go. So, uh, and by the way, Ken, uh, if Bill Belichick did not open up this quarterback thing. Yes, controversy. he did. Yes, he did. Injury led to Hoyer. Hoyer's injury led to Zappi. Nobody would be talking about Zappi if, he didn't get an opportunity to play. Okay, so that. But, but Danny, yeah. he he could have ended that by that? saying Mac is our Mac is our quarterback. Ends it and doesn't open up two weeks of fan fever and speculation, which leads to the crowd at the Bears game and Zappy coming in. Yeah, and I mean, other teams have done this. Where yeah, backup has Brian Hoyer has been a part of this. Yeah, Brian Hoyer had a couple of good weeks. So you know, with the Chicago Bears back in 2016. But John Fox wasn't talking about, oh, yeah, maybe Brian Hoyer will keep starting. That was six years ago. Brian yeah. Hoyer, no one suggested Brian Hoyer take over Mac Jones' job. That is absolutely an irrelevant, non-secular yeah, but, yeah, argument. But, but now you're no. talking about Bailey Zappi, the guy who took over. I, I didn't say anything. I'm saying he, re- he got in there. He had an opportunity to play. The guy said four, he had, at the time it was two or three games under his belt from Eastern Kentucky. I can't even name the school he's from. So the standards for him are a lot different from the standards to a guy that's already been in the league one one and a half years. So you don't okay. blame Bill. You think Bill's handled this fine then? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You ever, does you ever stop and think? I, I just I can't believe how sensitive the media is. 
The fans have a right to boo. Ask the players how they were feeling when the opposite was true, when Zappi got them back 14 to 10. The place was, I've never heard the stadium so loud in my life. Do they like it when the fans do, they like it when the fans do that, right? The converse is all, all, you take the good with the bad as a player. You're on stage making millions of dollars. You're going to be subjected to cheers and boos. Uh, Go back to any stadium. That, that you can think of, any, any NFL team, all their fans boo when the, when the performance is not good. So this is, this is un, what do you want them to do? You want them to sit, sit on their hands I, in, in the stadium? I, I would like them to another, be smarter. Huh? I didn't even call for this. I called it to challenge uh, Kyrie that <laughs> good, good. last year, you said this a couple of weeks ago in the year, you said last year Matt Jones got a plethora, and I'm paraphrasing what you said, of RPO slash play action under wait. center, under Josh McDaniels. I didn't say nothing about RPOs, but... Well, well, well wait a minute. <laughs> whatever, whatever definition you want to give it, I was calling relentless every week, crying for more under center play action with Matt Jones last year under McDaniels. It wasn't Matt Patricia. It was under Josh McDaniels. He didn't get the Alabama offense last year. The late, great Brian Barrett, you can bring him back from the dead on EEI, and I guarantee you he's got the receipts to back what I'm saying up because he was on every week with Andy Hart. During the holidays, he was filling in. He was on every week, and he was uttering. And this guy was a stat maven. I have the eyeball test. He never got any play action. On, and their red zone production last year under, under Matt uh, McDaniels was horrendous, equally as horrendous. So basically, so, well, and I think overall what the point that I think you're getting at here is that this is not just a Matt Patricia problem. This is a Patriots problem that they haven't been dealing well with Matt Jones, which, hey, you know what? We'll get Billy O'Brien in next year then. Yeah, there you go. No, I got a problem when people go back to Josh McDaniels and act like it was so much better under him, that he was the Matt Jones whisperer. The, the facts bear it out. He was no better than what's going on right now. Well, the results they were, were better. Mac Jones was playing better. I think. Uh, I think though that from a process perspective, I can see how that would be kind of true. Thanks a lot, Danny. We, we appreciate that. Yeah, I, from a process perspective, I can see how some of it was. I mean, Josh McDaniels wasn't always pushing all the right buttons, but I do think that his relationship and understanding how to teach his offense may have been better, and maybe his, his feel for working with Mac Jones yep. might have been better than Matt Patricia's simply because Matt Patricia has not done this before. All right. I mean, they're going to be, yeah, going to expect some growing pains. All right, Kyrie, great job. Enjoy your weekend. Beautiful weather. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, WEI Football Sunday at Helix Esports at Patriot Place, 10 to 1. Stop by, see Gresh, Keith, Wiggy. Kyrie will be there. I'm coming through, y'all. What's up? And they've got great smoked wings, legendary smoked oh God, wings that from sounds... Bites, the restaurant there. So oh, you, try you know what? Out. i got to wash out the, 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 the taste of some wings that I had yesterday that I, I was not feeling. So, oh, yeah, I need, I need some good ones. Wow, okay. Well, you get them tomorrow at Helix Esports. We will get Andy Hart next on Ken and Curtis with Curtis Off. I'm Ken Laird. It's EEI. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.